and welcome to Backing Paper, issue episode number 63! Woo! Woo! Um, it's a, a, an important number, 63, but we can't tell you why. Um, anyway, <laughs> oh, I'm so delighted because Rachel's back here with me this week. <laughs> I am. Hello. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was lovely having Eric and Vanya here last week, but you know, I miss you, Rachel, Aww. when you're not here. Oh, so. miss you too, Graham. And yeah, they they were a delight, weren't they? Lovely, lovely people to chat to, um, and uh, I enjoyed Vanya's giggling a lot. That was that was nice. Um, so yeah, it was uh, great that they were able to uh, to basically take over for for me um but yes i'm back i'm back this week and it's been what a week it's been what a day it's been uh you have had a hell of a busy week so run for the benefit of listeners uh to give them a bit of an idea of of because you know do you do various different things but just photographically and photograph photography business related wise what have you been doing this week Oh, it's been a few things. I think I'll probably miss some bits out, but um, mainly I've been um, uh, shooting a, uh, well, directing and organising and shooting a um, uh, styled wedding photo shoot at a new venue. Um, Also trying to get that edited for them so that they can get it laid out and off to the printers and back before next saturday <laughs> um as well so that that has been fun but it was it was a lovely uh, shoot to do it was a great team of people kind of like um contributing to it um but it was just a bit of a crazy day um and uh, i was you know very unlike me a little stressed beforehand <laughs> <laughs> um just trying to make sure it was all going to actually work and come together and what have you um so yes that that was uh, one of the big things I've been doing. Got a bit of um, process, hand processing, black and white um, uh, wedding photography um, that I shot um, uh, for a, a couple on New Year's Eve. So getting that processed and getting that all scanned and getting that edited and up into um, into a gallery. Um, what else have I been doing? Oh, went to Dudley and back. Um, what else did I do? Oh, yes. And then today I uh, was, well, yesterday I was prepping all day because I had a wedding fair this morning and then a workshop this afternoon with a slight overlap. So I had very kindly, um, uh, two of my, two of my friends were very, very kind and said they would help stand in to cover the like hour <laughs> gap <laughs> in between where I was supposed to be at two different ends of Liverpool. Um, so yes, yeah, so that was, thankfully that meant that I was able to do that. So I was, um, doing a wedding fair down on the North docks, um, for an organization called Brides Up North. And then I was also delivering a, um, sort of like introduction to vintage cameras and analog processes, um, as part of the, uh, blitzed exhibition for, uh, the museum of Liverpool. So that was all kind of happening at the same time. And, and so, it's about an hour. It's about half an hour's walk from one end to the other as well. Um, so I did it in twenty-two minutes because I jogged a bit as well. <laughs> but I did make it. I did, um, and it was lovely, uh, lovely session, lovely workshop. And I mean, it's great to be able to work in cool sort of like spaces like that as well. So yeah, that's been my day anyway and my week. It's been such a busy week. I'm exhausted, honestly, just listening to it. Um, uh, it. I think it goes to show why maybe just leaping into making or trying to make a career in photography, not not an easy step to make for anybody. It's a lot of work and you are putting it all in. 
Um, and every week's kind of like that. It's not always the same stuff, obviously, but yeah, every week stuff. is like that for you, isn't it? It is. It is. You know, and a lot of it comes down to me trying to like balance those things out and and what have you, which you know is a never-ending battle, of course. Uh, and it's my choice to do this as as a business, but um, but yeah, there's a lot that <laughs> a lot that goes on behind the scenes that um, isn't always sort of talked about or seen or what have you because it's behind the scenes I guess you know yeah. and uh, um, anybody who's trying to make a living from photography whether that's on a freelance basis or you know um, running your own business or anything like that it's um, I feel you it's not it's not easy all the time you know so uh, yeah it's it makes it better having uh, support from the community it definitely does uh, having people to talk to and um, generally sort of interact with um and just sort of be there to sort of you know cheerlead for you which is great <laughs> um on the subject of the pictures that you were shooting um well the, mm. the wedding pictures you've just been developing and the stuff that you were shooting on monday um yes. will some of this work find its way out onto was it you because you've got a uh instagram feed that's particularly geared towards your wedding stuff isn't it little vintage weddings is that that's right, right. Um, yeah that's right well done <laughs> so um will some of that stuff be making its way on there fairly soon at some point soon it will it will be on there i um i didn't want to share the uh the gallery with the couple until i've got all of their um images done um so they'll they'll get that as as a, like a full thing but i will then start to um drip it into the into my instagram feed and i've also got a uh, i use a pixie set gallery uh, it's a service called pixie set um so you can uh, also have a little look on there for for me um so little vintage photography yeah um on pixie set if you want to have a little look at some of my galleries it's well worth a look. I, I've already had sneaky preview peeks at the pictures that Rachel <laughs> shot last week, and, this, well, and they are pretty stunning. They really are. Oh, um, there's some lovely pictures in there, if you want to see. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, the I, other thing is, my um, my colour uh, role is currently with Duncan at Silver Pan Lab, so I haven't got those back yet, so I'm not sure what they look like. We'll, fa- we'll find out. Those are the uh, ones from the photo shoot. I'm so. sure they will look fabulous because all the rest of the pieces from the photo shoot look fabulous and the ones from the wedding looked amazing. Um, same people in both, it turns out, which is a weird coincidence. But, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, the, we- the the wedding pictures were so great and the the look of the wedding was so fantastic that that looked like a stage photo shoot as well, just in the, like a good way because um, they looked <laughs> great, the people looked great and the pictures were amazing. Uh, so, um, yeah, well, like I said, check out Little Vintage Weddings and Rachel's Pixie Set stuff because you want to see this. It's really good um, Rachel <laughs> does not just talk the talk she very much walks the walk as well um, as opposed <laughs> to me where I'm gobshite the gobshite <laughs> no I'm, I'm like backing away from the right now because I'm, I'm feeling quite hot under the collar and, and stuff it's always a bit weird you're, you're, you're so <laughs> thank British. you very much for, for, <laughs> so being, British, for being so lovely though um and saying nice things about it um so yeah, there we go. That's been my week. How That's has awesome. your week been? Um, uneventful, I think. Uh, windy and rainy in various oh, yes, terms. Right. But um, no, mm-hmm. I don't think I've done anything uh, exciting photographic. I've kind of, I've got, I've got the rarest of things. I've got ideas in my head of things Ooh. I want to do and want to shoot. Um, and I just need to go and kind of start doing some stuff. But I mm-hmm. kind of have got a few ideas percolating which is a nice feeling because i feel like i spend a lot of my time with no ideas percolating (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i've kind of got a bit of an idea um and um i'm sort of i'm keeping it 
under wraps at the moment because one, it probably turned out to be terrible. You, you always say this to other people when they're <laughs> like, oh, I don't know if I can say or everything. You're like, just say it, just tell us. But that's fine. If it's if it's still early enough days, I totally get that. You you want to think these things through a little bit longer before you announce yeah, it. Yeah, I, I want to. I've done a little bit of proof of concepting, um, but I, I want to do more and, and okay. to figure out certain aspects of it. But yeah, but it's just quite nice to have an idea that um it feels like it's yeah it feels like it's an achievable idea at least in certain aspects of it and, and something to work towards so that's that's really quite fun it's just nice to feel that way because uh, yeah, uh, we never normally have achievable ideas do we <laughs> no no and like personally uh, I, I so much of my photography feels very directionless so um let's <laughs> go oh, i actually have a direction i just need to find the time to get to the places to do the thing um but that's that's a good problem to have a good problem you're a man have. with a plan a man with well Sort of half a plan. Half a plan. <laughs> <laughs> but that's still way, way better than usual. So well, I'm pretty exactly. thrilled about that. Oh, um, that's lovely. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, we have got a wonderful collection of emails this week. Uh, really good selection of stuff here. So um, mm. some interesting topics coming up, Rachel. Are you ready to dive into them? Yeah, let's give it a go. Okay, okay. so uh, I'll take this first one. Okay. It is from Ian, who uh, signs his email as Sciolist. I'm going to do a Sciolist, um, which is, I'm not quite. I'm sure we looked this up in the past. Is it a scientific can't. idealist? I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure I he's let us know in the past, <laughs> and I've forgotten since then. Anyway, he writes in, and uh, this is sort of following on from a, an email we had from Ronnie last week regarding eco uh, fixers. He writes in saying, Hello, people. You seem to be on a roll at the moment producing top draw interviews. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. A question for you all. If we want the film to survive the necessary push on environmentalism, should we accept that negatives must be biodegradable? Or is there another area, like the salts or plastic canisters, or processing that could change in order to make it at least a little more enviro-friendly and so avoid extinction? Or is film photography simply doomed? Uh, the next time I ask something, I promise to make it a more upbeat subject. Promise. Best regards. Uh, thank you very much, Ian. That's a good mm. question. Rach, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Oh, gosh. It's been a long day. We've just discussed <laughs> We've just discussed how long of a week and a day it has been for me. So my brain is not really working that well. My apologies to everybody. Cause That's all right. We do appreciate that people, you know, spend time and effort writing in into us um yes obviously i uh uh was i on the show actually with this one from ronnie because mm. I, I do remember listening to it i can't remember whether i was actually there no no that was last week so basically ronnie's question okay. was i was listening through yeah yeah are there anything. are there any environmentally friendly um fixes and incidentally we've got an email right. on the subject of fixer oh. following this one um okay. my thought so a couple of mm. thoughts just on what Ian had to say the first thing is I think biodegradable negatives um, probably you don't want something that's going to knack because we yeah. generally we're storing them. It's a, yeah. the thing. They are with, the thing that should be permanent. Yeah, really. Because <laughs> the um, problem with plastics, it, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Rach, um, but it's it's the plastics that are getting thrown away that mm. aren't breaking down, as opposed to plastics yeah. that we're keeping, which you yeah. know are, are not. Um, not part of the problem. So I don't think biodegradable film as such is No, I don't I don't think that's something that would 
would help in this case. I think, yes, perhaps um, from the uh, chemistry side, that's something that perhaps, you know, um, we should and could look at. Um, I, I would also be very, um, very happy to, to know more options in terms of the um, more environmentally conscious, I suppose we should say, um, uh, alternatives. Uh, in terms of developing, obviously, uh, things like using caffeinol, of course, um, uh, are going to be a, uh, a, a less sort of uh, impactful um, chemical to use. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, there are still chemical compounds within within that that we, we'd be using, but uh, things that, you know, will naturally more naturally sort of break down, I guess, is the... Uh, uh, is the aim, isn't it? I don't yeah. think there's a way for us to eradicate it entirely, completely. Um, and as you say, having biodegradable negatives is probably the opposite of really what we what we want it to do. Uh, we want them to be permanent. We want them to to last and stand the test of time. You know, for the next few hundred years at least. You know, when when all our data is corrupt and we have <laughs> we have no images from the, you know the last thirty years uh, to show for it. Um, then actually the film revival will hopefully help help us uh, to archive if if we're still around. Yeah, <laughs> we will I think see. I think there's a lot of things that as individuals we can do to be mindful of yeah. this. Um, so uh, you know, one of the things that he mentions in here is about the plastic canisters. Well, I, mm. I, I actually I just you know pop the lid off on the plastic canisters that I have right in front of me because who doesn't? Mm. Um, these are recyclable. So you can make sure those get recycled. Um, the film canisters themselves, um, there's no reason you can't reuse those. So again, if you want to, to be more environmentally friendly, save those up, buy bulk rolls of film and roll your own. Um, yep. You can buy um, the reloadable, obviously, cartridges as well, can't you? So yep. you, can, you can do that. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, the outer casing of the 35mm is, is metal, obviously. Yep. Um, which is which is useful. Um, I don't know about backing paper, actually. Huh, funny, we should be talking about it on backing paper because I imagine that there's some plastic in that. Yes. It feels like it, doesn't it, when you yeah. touch it um, in order for it to be, you know, light tight, I suppose. Um, yeah. Th there must be something in that. Um, but, yeah, there are certain aspects that could be could be changed, I'm sure. Um, I mean, things like the, um, the little plastic canisters... Uh, as you say, you know, can be recycled. Another another way of kind of making them, like we say, a bit more eco-conscious could be perhaps they could start making them from bamboo. Yeah. Um, quite often um, in uh, the more sort of like eco newsletters and things that I get and that I read and what have you, um, they've started to substitute plastics with uh, a bamboo um, uh, as sort of like the packaging instead yeah. um, because that at least will break down, uh, you know, eventually. Yeah. I wonder whether it'd be moisture stable enough for long term. Hey, who knows? Mm. I mean, the other thing to remember is with, I mean, two things, I suppose, really. One is the point that Eric made last year and um, last year, last week. Last I mean, week. it felt like a year ago, but <laughs> um, not to uh, exaggerate the impact that what we're doing has um, in, you know, in terms of like compared to how many cleaning products we use every day, probably compared to all the stuff that we're yeah. chucking. It's, we're not shooting, nobody is shooting so much film that you're making more of an impact than we probably are with a million other things. That's not to say we should ignore it and not be mindful of it, but mm. it's to keep it in context. And the other thing is that with um, 
a lot of the processes and the chemicals that we're using and the films that are being made part of the reason that bringing films back to market uh, and stuff like that is it's been more time difficult consuming. isn't it's, it yeah as well. because the chemicals that they used to use they can't use anymore because they're not allowed to anymore so you know, the 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 construction of these films and chemicals that we're buying has been changed to uh, one would hope make them less environmentally damaging because certain chemicals you just can't use anymore so um, and you see that in so many things and sometimes it has a detrimental effect on the products but you know mm. the environment has to come first so um interesting yeah. stuff mm. do you want to take this next one rach uh yeah. from paul this one about, uh fixer excellent yes um this is obviously something that i'd be very interested in like like we say the um stop obviously you don't have to use a an actual sort of stop quite often you could just use water to stop mm. development uh in terms of developing itself you could potentially use caffeinol um uh it's the fixer that seems to be ma mainly the sort of like issue so let's see what paul has to say about that um he has come back to say dear backy <laughs> i assume that's us mm -hmm. um you are absolutely right that it's the silver in fixer that does the bad things um bad silver uh the remedy is to pour the old fixer into a jug not like you to leave it to evaporate <laughs> ah. um pour uh, sorry, put a wire wool scouring pad or some old nails in the fixer. The silver will plate out on the iron and uh, iron will replace silver in the liquid. This is less polluting. Dispose of the iron in your metal recycling and the old fixer can be flushed down the sink. <gasps> what? There you wow. go. Wow. Cheers from Paul Friday. Paul, you are a mine of information. Yeah. A silver mine. A si oh, <laughs> boom, Rachel. <laughs> boom. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there you go. That's a really great, simple tip. Um, I think I had heard that somewhere before, but yeah, just a great Did idea. Did that make sense? Sorry, maybe read that again for me, Graham, just to make sure. It's yeah, no, I mean, clear. I think you've got it absolutely right. You know, <laughs> when you've got spent fixer, put it into a jug, put something like a wire wool scouring pad or some old nails in there and leave it for a while, and the silver will actually plate, it will react with the iron and plate onto the iron, so you can then remove that from the fixer, taking the silver out with it. Then leaving, uh, then you use leaving... it to kill vampires or yeah exactly werewolves, it? werewolves it's werewolves yeah Were okay sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you can fire your wirewall at the um, werewolves <laughs> your um, scouring pad yeah um and then you know get rid of your old fixer down the sink i mean theoretically you could i, I was gonna say you could reuse your old, don't reuse your old fixer but theoretically you probably could reuse old fixer to a certain extent once you've got the silver out of it but don't do that it's it's cheap enough to just buy more um, it's so cool, isn't it? Chemistry is so cool. I love yeah, it. Brilliant. It really is. It really is. Um, and it's very easy to sort of get into the thing of thinking, oh, well, it's just all, it's all chemistry is bad for the environment. It's like, well, no, I mean, <laughs> what's it actually doing? And what are the, what are the actual risks mm. with it? Okay, this next one is about archiving of negatives. <laughs> well, I think which I think both you and I, Rach, uh -oh. not the best at, <laughs> from Lucas Lardenstad, who okay. writes in, Hi, Sunbeams. I was thinking of a naming scheme for archiving negatives as my binders start to get full and disorganised. My main goal is to scan all negatives and burn them on DVDs so I have them digitally when I want to use them and then have them organised in my binders. But then I encountered my problem. How should I name the negative strips? 
The criteria for this neg negative naming scheme are the following. They should be easy to distinguish negatives from each other, should contain some sort of chronological order, should be applicable for different formats. What I came up with, I love a good system by the way, this is, what I came up with was YY-NNN-FFTT. Bear with listeners, it's going to get explained. So, YY, the year when the negative was taken. NNN, the nth developed negative. So I guess 106, etc. FF, from Hang on. frame. Is that 106 off that roll? What? No, just Sorry. I think. Uh, that year. Uh, we'll, we'll keep going through. I did okay. definitely. Um, I'm sure it will make sense. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, okay. The, 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 so the NNN is the number of developed roles that year. Uh, FF from frame number, TT to frame number. So, for example, I, like I said, there will be questions on this later, listeners, so pay okay, attention. Okay. The first role shot in 2020, 135 film, first six frame strip of the role would be 20, 001, because it's the first role, then 01, because it's from frame one, 06 to frame six. Does that make sense? So, uh, frame one to frame six yes. on that roll is this particular thing. Yes, zero right? one, frame zero one to frame zero six. Then the second strip would be um, 20, because it's the year 2020, zero zero one, because it's the, um, uh, Still first, the first roll. Yeah, and then zero seven, frame zero seven to frame 12. So, zero seven, 12. Um, do you have any naming schemes of your own or suggestions, thoughts on mine? Or am I just overthinking this? Um, thanks for a great show and best regards from Sweden from Lucas. Uh, that's a very thorough naming scheme. Um, how do you organise yours, Rach? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I'm just looking over at my um cabinet right now that has four kind of like compartments to it and there's just the in the second second one down at the moment i have just a stack of various <laughs> formats some are medium formats some are 35 mil from uh, any time over the past two and a half years uh, and then there's a ring binder which has got some more in it and then on top of that, I've got um, a, a piece from my scanner. There we go. That's my that's my <laughs> um, organization. Oh, but I do have the two that are on the top are the ones still to scan. Right. And do, do you write anything at all on your? I do um... write. I do write on them. Yes, with a sharpie. Um, I um, I write. Uh, hold on. I'll I will get one now. Oh, this is very exciting. Whilst Rachel's doing that, okay. I'll Got just it. tell you. Okay, I'm Rachel's back. Okay, um, so uh, in in any area of like blank space on the negative file, um, I write. Um, well, for example, on this one, this is uh, the couple's name. Um, it's the date that it was shot. Uh, it's the location of where it's shot, and I signed it. Gotcha. So yeah, I mean I, that's my thought with this naming scheme is that it's it's great, it, but actually. If you're just flicking through, there's the information I would want probably isn't there. I think it's it, um, it's useful with the negatives that Lucas with the information that Lucas has got. 
you'd need to have other information to really make use of it, wouldn't you? You'd need to have a list somewhere saying what all of those roles were of. Otherwise, um, so the I think- difficulty I think is I don't. You probably find this as well, I would imagine, Graham, because. Obviously, I know it takes you quite a long time to shoot a roll of film. Mm-hmm. In quite a few cameras, you end up with a half roll or a quarter roll shot or left or what have you. Yeah. And so that that is often the problem that I find as well is that I can have so such different things on one roll of film. And it can go from, um, well, this was shot in 2018. This was shot in uh, 2019. <laughs> um, and this might be at you know uh i was taking it out as a test roll this might be oh um i've got this very specific for example our um uh, assignment uh thinking about that like where's that one frame of ferns that i know that i shot (laughs) but trying to find it is a bit of a nightmare because it could be next to um some images i took of some of my film cameras that was needed as a promotional image for a particular project but then i might have used that image for lots of different other projects since if you see what i mean so that how do i then reference what that is yeah so the way the way that i um when i'm scanning negatives in the way i label files that they go into is that i put the date on them of the date that i'm scanning them uh, okay. Yeah. Then I put the camera that they were taken with, uh, mm-hmm. the film that they were shot on, and the ISO it was shot at, and the developer. Um, and that is the. And sometimes, if there's very specific um, information, like like if it particularly relates to something, I might also put what that is. So mm-hmm. um, when I was doing my um, blurry negatives, mm-hmm. I think I probably marked on all of those. With regards to my actual physical negatives, um, how I organise those is I. Um, I obviously have uh, folders um, because I do actually have my negatives in negative sleeves. Um, You can hear. You do or you don't? I do. You can hear some of them here because they're they're just lying around in my um, uh, room there on the some there on the um, the desktop tower. There's some there on the floor. I do have. I do have them all in, in actual sleeves, which yeah. is good. Yeah, mine are, mine are there's, there's some on the shelf, there's some on the sleeves, there's some on the floor, um, which probably <laughs> gives you quite a good idea that basically all of mine are completely unlabeled and shoved randomly into folders. Now, <laughs> I can imagine that that's probably making some people twitch right now. Um, there is no... I'm just amazed that I'm slightly better than you yeah. then with that. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing written on any of thy negative folders. <laughs> anywhere um there's there's not any sort of system whatsoever uh they're just shoved into folders <laughs> so if i want to find I... them for printing say for example i just have then... to sit there and slowly flick through page after page after page uh so uh yeah, don't do that we're bad yeah just in general we're pretty bad aren't we i i did actually um uh, open a drawer early earlier today uh, when I was in the middle of trying to find something um, to dash out the door to this uh, workshop with and realised that I have just a random drawer of um, pots of film, um, but processed. Uh, so they're just rolls of negatives that are not cut, not uncut strips of oh, eggs. I was like, oh, what no, are these? Right. <laughs> and they're just randomly um, curled up in, in pots. So, yeah, so that's great. Um I think I've maybe got about twenty odd. Oh my just goodness! Just sitting in a drawer. I don't that know. I don't know terrible. what's in them. I don't know what's on them. That'd be an exciting like day. I, I see. I know. I know but a lot of people complain about scanning, but actually, I quite. I don't mind sitting down, putting some music oh on, and just gosh. sitting there and going, "Oh, what's on this? It's exciting." I'm do so I... looking forward to just handing these over to you to do that. Then, <laughs> brilliant. Thank you so much for volunteering, Graham. Yeah. 
Uh, Lucas, you are amazing. That yes. is all I can say about your fantastic um, archiving scheme. Yes, I think it's very good. And like I said, the only suggestion I would possibly make is maybe put something on there which gives you some context for something that is meaningful to the way that you shoot. So whether it's the camera, the film, whatever, just to help. So if you're looking for something and you're in a hurry, and you just want to go, oh, what? I don't know. But um, yeah, it's definitely best to have some system rather than what I have, which is no system on what Rachel has, which is barely a system. <laughs> Okay. Absolutely. Do you want to take this next one, Rach, from uh, Jeff Greenstein? Yeah, he says, Dearest Sunny Bunnies. Oh, that's nice. Um, imagine my astonishment. In spite of the fact that I, th- <laughs> that I thick-headedly failed to realise that the theme of the Christmas Cheap Shots Challenge was improbably Christmas, it appears I still managed to sneak into the top ten at number eight with my shot of the back of the Hollywood sign. Woo! A photo which was indeed shot at Christmas time in a city devoid of meaningful weather. <laughs> um, this stunning victory feels especially appropriate because I only bought the crap camera with which I took the photo after you all mentioned it on the podcast. I think that was probably you mentioning it, wasn't it, Graham? Um, <laughs> thank you so much for the recognition. I am thoroughly, I believe the word you people use is chuffed. <laughs> it is a word that I use, chuffed. It's a great word. Chuffed to bits. Um, chuffed to bits. Um, fondly from Jeff Greenstein uh, rhymes with free wine <laughs> which is also great yes <laughs> oh P.S. correction I was number nine <laughs> we routinely inflate our achievements in Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> that's how we know that he's genuine Hollywood oh, thank you so much it's lovely to hear from you Jeff and uh, yes congrats on your number nine it's in in at number nine <laughs> it was a uh, yeah. yeah chuffed brilliant Okay, this next one is from Kieran Pickham. Uh, Kieran writes in saying, Dear Sunbeams, I have been intending to drop you a line for some weeks, but life won't stop happening at the moment, so this is the first chance I've had to get into the darkroom and then get in touch with you. Well, it was either that or mock more mock exams. Well, why would you want to do that? Back in December, you made my month when you pulled my name out of the hat to win the print competition. I regard this as a true measure of my artistic talent. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine my surprise when only the following month a pack of Ilford's new MG Mark V paper arrived. Given Graham's usual claims about his disorganisation, I had kind of assumed it would arrive at some point later on this decade, possibly couriered by an enchanted scarecrow. (laughs) This is very much my sincere attempt to say thank you for this genuinely unexpected but exceedingly useful prize. I'd also like to say thanks for the lovely note that came with it and the stickers. Um, Would you care to explain why Kieran wasn't waiting for enchanted scarecrows to deliver his prize, Rach? It's because I sent it, Kieran. It's because Rachel was responsible. Um, And I wrote a note and put the stickers in, yes. So um, I have great pleasure in saying, ha ha, it was me. (laughs) I was the the magical unicorn that sent it. Rachel was the, yes. (laughs) Enchanted scarecrow. (laughs) Uh, I've got to stop using the enchanted scarecrow as a means of delivery. Actually, I'm so bad at this stuff. There was somebody, and I apologise if you're listening... Uh, uh, waiting for me to get back to them just to let them know about posting a camera to them. I haven't forgotten. I will do it. Like, I'll definitely do it tomorrow. Um, anyway, I've now had the chance to make a few prints. I've Yay. put them up 
Sorry. Put them up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put excited. them up on all your favourite social media sites. Flickr. I don't know enough about things like DMAX to be able to explain it, but there is definitely something about the prints on this paper that I like more than the ones on my usual paper, the cheap and cheerful Kentmere VC Select. I'll be properly gutted when I run out of it. If you would like to see the prints, they are here. And there's a link to a Flickr thing, which I will include in the show notes, probably, unless I forget. I won't go through them all in great detail, but I thought I'd mention that the one of the flower, because it's a lovely picture of a crocus, um, is a concept I had back when you were doing the day to night challenge months and oh. months ago. Life was too busy to do anything about it at the time, sadly. My idea was a simple double exposure of a flower that exhibits nictinacity, 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 well, thanks to Google, oh god, I've got to say Google, thanks to Google, <laughs> thanks to Google, <laughs> thanks to Kieran for breaking my brain, thanks to Google, I now know the technical name for flowers that close up at night and open in the day, yes, thank you so oh. much Google for doing that, um, did you know that that was what it was Cool, but I suppose clearly not. No, that's that's a word I, I have not come across same. before. Um, I should have done. You know, it's kind of As relevant to my field of uh, work. <laughs> but, uh, um, with half in its unfurled state and half all closed up, it seemed like a neat way of showing that transition from day mm. to night. While the final result isn't exactly technically perfect, there's a bit of overlap that softens half the image. The final print is, in my opinion, rather beautiful. Yay. As I often find when I take a picture of a print on my DSLR, the Flickr image is nowhere near the experience of the mm. print itself. The footprint doesn't look like the boot, I'm afraid. <laughs> I know the challenge is long over, but I've been itching for a chance to try it out. So there we go. And I have seen this picture, and it's a very nice picture. It is a, it's a very sort of soft... Um, yeah, it's a pretty picture of a flower. And uh, I, I love the... Rather beautiful. Uh, I was like... That's such a nice thing, isn't it? Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, where was I? I got myself confused. I'm now. sorry. No, no, no. You're no, just no. in the last paragraph. I was on the last paragraph. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. Finally, in my last letter to you, I mentioned that I had trouble with snagging film on the reel when loading it. And it got so bad, I ripped one of my rolls. If anyone else has had this issue, I have now hit on a solution. If you cut a triangle wedge out of each side of the film end, before you load it onto the reel, it seems to load much more smoothly. I've not had any more snags since. If that needs some clarification, I've tried to illustrate it using this super high resolution Photoshop creation. Which, for the benefit of listeners who can't see this, he's basically used... Uh, uh, what's the word? Um, there is a Binary. But binary, there's um, but sort of illustrating through using um, zeros and dashes and stuff. Um, it's the it's like using the calculator to spell naughty words. Yeah, boobs. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean it's not really a naughty word, no. but you know it um, is when you're five. <laughs> it is it's a great word. Um, hope to see some of the immediate and or extended Sunbeam family at the photography show, which I think has been briefly mentioned on the podcast. Did we mention it? Will we mention it later in the show? We definitely will. Um, all the best from Kieran Picken. Um, I, I <laughs> yep. Sorry, go on. No, I say so. You can see this um, incredible picture that Kieran has created. Rach, what leaps out at you from Kieran's illustration as you look at this? Uh, one side shorter than the other. Yeah. So what I think Kieran has been and why he ran into problems is 
I don't think Kieran has been trimming his film at all before loading it, before doing this. Um, so he's been trying to load it with the leader Oh, uncut. with the leader attached. So, yeah, because so you can see, looking at his picture, it looks like he's trimming, yes. he's doing as we do, um, which is trim off the side, but leaving there. So, because um, this is one of those things, you like, if you've seen it somewhere, you've seen somebody showing you how to do it, you go, oh, right, this is how you do it, you just snip this off yeah, here. Yeah, that's and true. Um, but you might not have seen that or heard anybody talk about it before. Yeah. Yeah. So um, would I be right in saying, Rach, that like me, what you do is you snip off the cut, the shaped yeah. part of the leader and just then... Just straight cut, across. Yeah. And then the sort of triangles. earliest opportunity, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and yes, cutting the triangles off the corner definitely does make it load more smoothly. Mm. Um, but you may also find here that actually cutting it, cutting it so it is just a straight line across, also removes any risk because, um, especially early on, it's only going to be pulling through on the one side. The ball bearings are only pulling through on the one side until it then catches all the way through. So there's a little bit more risk there. But um, mm -hmm. uh, as long as it's working, uh, it's all that matters. Um, and we've got one final email, Rach, that squeaked in, squeaked, I tell you, literally <laughs> at the last minute, uh, from our good friend Jeremy North, entitled Deef. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what that word means? Oh, don't worry. It, it will be explained. And also prepare yourself for a, for the same kind of um, uh, verbal chop suey that I just had to go to with uh, Nick to Nasty. Okay, great. Um, uh, dude and dudette, uh, I thought I'd drop you a quick line to give you some deef, which to a cryptic... Su uh, cruci oh, God. <laughs> Cruciverbal cruciverbalist. Yay! Um, his feedback. Think about it. See, that's a cryptic um, crossword kind of thing, and I'm stuck at those. Oh. I was thinking it was like the crucible. <laughs> anyway, um, Thursday's episode was a laugh. Mr. Camera Challenge was an excellent guest, but he really must change his first name. <laughs> you should get him on a proper episode rather than one of those. Jeremy, not the biggest fan of all describing photos episodes, it has to be said. Oh, I see. That does make sense. <laughs> Mondays 2 was hilarious. As you know, my heart always sinks when you announce that this week's guest is to be a host of another show. Oh, no, here we go again with yet another loving. But not this time. <laughs> Apparently, Eric doesn't love us. Um, <laughs> Eric was on great form. Not the Eric of the past, but the funny Eric. Vanya is always great. And to top it, she has such a lovely voice and the best giggly laugh in podcast land. So glad they've noticed that I rewrote my review of their show. I couldn't give them five stars. I had to give them something to aim for. <laughs> Just a note, you mentioned the live podcast at the 2020. Is that TPS? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, for um, you, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, maybe that's a PS. PS, I've registered, but don't forget to remind people that the form is there. I spoke to Fraser the other day and he didn't know about it. Brace yourself, Mr. <laughs> Jaco. I hear there's snow heading our way this week. Love to all from Jeremy. <laughs> Thanks for being the bearer of terrible news, Jeremy. I Yay. don't want to know. I don't want to know. Mm. Um, uh, yes, so you can register to make sure that we know that you're going to arrive, <laughs> which is which is very handy, isn't it? Um, so there's a way to do that, I believe, Graham, because obviously you were talking to Ruth at the photography show. Um, it's funny that a couple of um, emails have said, oh, you've mentioned it a couple of times on the show, because I literally had an, uh, a message today saying, are you... Are you um, going to be at TPS by any chance? <laughs> a genuine, a genuine we're not message to ask. Noise, are we? So um, apparently we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I was like, yeah. 
yeah so this is super important um we want to make sure everybody knows this and we will keep going on about this um if you are coming to the photography show and you are want to come to the live podcast which we will be doing uh, after the show floor has closed the plebs so you can be special because you're on the show floor once it's closed once the show floor has closed um so after five o'clock we will be doing our live podcast. It's going to be something, um, but mm. you do need to register for it. Now, this is very easy to do. You just go to the Photography Show website, go to the events page, and you'll see us on there. Click, um, and there's a thing there saying, get tickets for this. Now, tickets are free. You not, don't have to pay anything for the tickets. They are free and cheap at half the price. <laughs> um, That's um, The tickets are free for our podcast yes you would still need to um pay for original photo photography show tickets if you're coming to the day i believe yes. that's right yeah absolutely yeah. yes you do need to because it is in the hall there yeah. um as we do ruth, have a discount though. we do have a discount code which we'll mention in a little bit yes um uh, as ruth terrifyingly mentioned there are apparently capacity for 140 140 oh. people in this year. oh that's so good we kind of need uh all of our listeners to turn up uh, that would be great um and bring your families and friends um no it's not well it's a lot it's a lot of space and um, we're not going to fill it i think i can say with extreme confidence we're not going to fill it but we would really love to see as many friendly faces as possible to give us the confidence to get through this slightly daunting experience so please do because you'll because you'll need to have the ticket to be able to get into the show and be allowed in there once the show floor has closed so if you're coming please go click through and uh, there was a slight error originally where um and thankfully neil piper from the certain whitewash podcast pointed this out um where you went oh yeah the sunny 16 podcast is happening on saturday the 14th which is when it is happening and then you click through and then you get a ticket saying um here here is your ticket for the sunny 16 live podcast on tuesday the 17th at five o'clock which which is definitely not true um and um the show definitely will be very close by then so we will not happen uh the best thing was rates that um I, i let ruth know and she very quickly um passed the message on and got it sorted and Neil got an email saying, oh, you know, that's a slight mistake. Um, the uh, pod- live podcast will be happening on Saturday the 14th, um, but they call this the Sunny 19 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've, we've been upgraded by three. So regardless, <laughs> it is happening. Find that on your camera's peeps. <laughs> yeah, find Sunny 19. Oh, boy. Um, F19, where's that? Yeah. So like I said, Excellent. if you... If you are coming, please do come. It won't just be us. We are going to be roping other people in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, So it's on the Saturday night. It's on between five and seven, I believe, on the behind the lens. Sorry, behind the lens stage. Yes. um, uh, Sort of like theatre space. Um, As Graham says, you just need to go onto the website, click on was it the events, and then go to register for your tickets that you can get back in to see us. Basically, yay, Um, and other people as you mentioned. So that that's ace. Um, and yeah, uh, in terms of the photography show, I shall be there doing, cause obviously I know I wasn't around to mention this previously, but I'll be there doing some demos, workshops and things like that, um, in cyanotypes. And I will, I will also be doing some talks for Ilford. So that's exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. Um, and, uh, and then yeah, the live podcast. So, um, Demos and things will I'll be I should be doing over the four days the Saturday Sunday Monday and Tuesday, 
The talks for Ilford will be the Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. And uh, obviously the live podcast is on the Saturday evening between five and seven. Great stuff. And uh, just on another note related to the photography show, um, Karen Freer sent me a message the mm. other day and she's floated the idea of maybe trying to find some way of doing a zine swap. Um, so if anybody else has got any interest in taking part in a zine swap, um, you know, we'll see if we can set that up, see if we can find some space where people can kind of bring some zines, drop some zines off, pick some zines up. We'll see if we can find see, see if we can find some space on someone's. I'll, I'll bully Paul and see if we can find some find a tiny table for his stand or something. But that'd be nice, wouldn't it, to do a zine swap? That sounds lovely, yeah. And so many good zines around as well, as exactly. we had a whole category in the Sunnies this year. Oh. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's, that's a, a little tease for some news later. Um, uh, and, oh, and incidentally, Jeremy, you know, saying about the fact that uh, he said, my heart always thinks that when you announce that this week's guest is the host of another show. So just, we need to, on the backing paper, we don't really have mm. guests on the backing paper. We have co-hosts who come in and help out when Rachel can't be here. Yeah. And there's, there is a reason why it tends to be other podcasters. And it's because podcasters are generally available, <laughs> have microphones and like the sound of their own voice. Um, which is uh, always a good combination. Um, so, yes, that's why. But, uh, um, you know, and also there are friends, which does definitely yeah. help. Um, it has. It's just really helped, actually, during um, a difficult time for uh, me being able to be around for all of the, the shows and things to uh, to at least have people that we know we can call upon to to help make sure that the show still goes out. Otherwise, yeah. it wouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, uh, related to our, our podcast friends, I do want to say uh, congratulations to Mike and Andre and um, Roxana over at Negative Positive. I just hit episode three. A hundred. Good grief. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Well, congratulations, guys. And uh, happy birthday to Andre as well. Um, it was his birthday recently. Oh, and um, I know that apparently uh, he his response to his girlfriend taking him out for the day was, um, what kind of film do I need to take? Um, what are the lighting conditions right. going to be? So uh, I, I believe he got told to take high high speed and low speed. So who knows what he'll have been up to? But yes, uh, happy birthday and congratulations on your three hundredth episode. That's amazing. Yes, yeah, it was. I mean, they've got there so quickly because they were doing so many shows to begin with, and then uh, but they slowed down now. So um, they made a you know a big celebration at three hundred. They gave away so much stuff; uh, it's unreal. Um, but you know, it's kind of crazy to think that it's probably going to be now two years before they hit four hundred, which is a normal time for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but just seeing them slow down so much but yeah congratulations to all those guys um uh whilst i'm congratulating the other side of this, i also need to make an apology a very sincere apology to the wonderful george g uh who is the host of another podcast the on the streets podcast um because i this is, I, this is entirely me I failed to add George's pictures into the slideshow, his Christmas pictures into the slideshow. George sent in the picture. For the one Cheap you... Shots Challenge? Yeah, I, and oh, that was no. entirely on me. Uh, I feel terrible for it. Because George, you, I'm sure you will remember, Rach, George took that fantastic long exposure of the um, fairground ride that was spinning around that looked like the Dementors going around it. Yeah, oh yes. 
it was very eerie, wasn't it? Yeah, and the deflated Santa. <laughs> Two yes. very different sides. So um, I have apologised to George already, but I am sorry, George, and I will be adding his pictures onto the slideshow, which you can find the slideshow currently at only one place. It is in the show notes for last week's show. You can click through to it there. They will be going up on the website soon. Um, we've got a bit of catching up to do there. Matthew's been super busy lately, <laughs> which is good for saying Matthew hasn't updated in a few weeks. Get your finger out, Matthew. Um, but we love you. Um so yeah, so apologies for that. Um, uh, what else we need to say in the notifications? Oh, um, Jake, you already mentioned we've got a code for the um, photography show, haven't we? We have. Uh, so in order to actually get tickets for the show, uh, obviously it's a four-day event, but you can obviously also come along for single days. It's on the Saturday, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday, so the 14th till the 17th of March. And the code for, um, I think, is it 20% off? Is yes. That right? It's sunny TPS20. That's our money off code. Yeah, I think it gets you 20% off a single day ticket. So um, you'll be wanting to use that for the Saturday, obviously, because you want to come to our podcast. <laughs> Please come to our... I know it probably sounds like I'm pleading. That's because I'm pleading. Let me it make does. this perfectly clear. <laughs> I am pleading. Please come. I, I I don't mind getting up on stage and dying on my ass, but I just don't want to do it on my own. <laughs> I want company. <laughs> I want this event to be witnessed. Um oh. Uh, it'll be fun it'll be it'll be lovely and uh and yeah we're, all three sunbeams will be in the room together so that's always good yeah it's we don't get a chance to do that very often so that's we nice. do not um uh rach is there anything else you can think of that we need to mention this week uh not at this point in time <laughs> <laughs> there probably is but not at this point in time but um, yeah there we go i think i think we're good I think we are good. I think we are very good, which means it's time to move on to coffee. You Ooh. know, it's just—it's uh, a sad thing, Rach, because I think this is, well, it will be, you know, it's going to be the last round of Valentine's Day coffees. Um, okay. What a fun month it's been. I think we've all enjoyed this month of Valentine's yeah. coffee. Um, before we start on the Valentine's, we've got a new donor this <laughs> week um, who... Uh, you know, their most wonderful feature is uh, that they're just um, <laughs> giving us money. <laughs> and it is Carl Bailey, who we've mentioned Carl Yay. a few times, haven't we, Rach? We have, we have, thank you. And I can see that there's a little note here as well. Was this uh, Carl's comment? Yes. Which says, I don't know how much a pint costs, but £3 won't be enough to get you on down here. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Carl. Um, uh, whatever it is, it is much appreciated, whether that is monetarily or whether it's telling other people about the podcast or just generally listening and writing in and contributing in a positive way. Um, we, uh, we're all, we're very grateful for all of it. So thank you ever so much. Yeah, absolutely. I will be, you know, we'll be using that, that, that three pounds is enough for us all to get half a glass of water, which I understand is a very <laughs> important thing to get, um, for my podcast listening, which stay might- hydrated. Yeah, that might mean something to some. I'll be fascinated if anybody else knows what I'm talking about. Jeremy might. Um, okay. Uh, uh, can't do coffee. Oh yeah, hang on. <laughs> oh, oh darn. Okay, uh, this is one of those classic ones where I have to whisper the names of the people. <laughs> I love the fact that we've had this mistake before, and I'm going to have it again because I've got to name. So I'm going to whisper the names to you. The listeners Just... definitely won't hear. I'll definitely cut it out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Andy D. Okay, so first up we have Andy D. You might think that I've been complimentary, but this pales into insignificance compared to how complimentary Andy is. Still, it doesn't do anything to ease the shock of people entering the hotel room and finding him lying on their pillows. 
<laughs> okay, Krista Brand. <clears throat> Sorry about my giggles. Um, I, I enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty good. Um, okay, next up we've got Krista Brandt. Krista is so beautifully eloquent that even hearing bad news from him is a real delight. And after relating a fairly unpleasant bowel issue to his doctor, he actually received a round of applause. Yay. <laughs> um, Jeff Greenstein. <laughs> Jeff Greenstein. Uh, Jeff has such a righteous booty that <laughs> when he twerks hard, bits of LA fall into the sea and cracks appear in the paving. Shake that righteous booty, Jeff. Oh, dear. Graham. Graham, Graham, Graham. <laughs> okay, only one to go right. Don't worry. Dave Walker. And finally, last but not least, we have the lovely Dave Walker. Uh, Dave is so ambidextrous and good with his hands that he can both groom his dog and carve ice sculptures at the same time. Well, at least he couldn't until he got his hands mixed up. Now even the cat won't go anywhere near him. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> They're at the V1 range. Oh god. Okay. Thank you so much to everybody. And if you're a, a new listener to the show, um, <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, well said. Well put. Um, yeah, this is the uh, inevitable um, uh, issue that comes up every week where we try to say thank you to all our lovely donors and instead Graham just insults them. So, um, yes. Many, many thanks from, yeah. from us here at Series yes. 16, back Thank in paper headquarters. Thank you so much. You guys <laughs> are amazing and wonderful, and especially at this time of year when it's yeah. going around, we need, well, we need to pay for our website hosting and our podcast, ho uh, Podbean hosting, all of that stuff. It's so nice to know that I'm not going to have to go and have a difficult conversation with my better half. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. Um, uh, I'm sure there was something I was going to follow that up with, but I've <laughs> gone what it was. Um also, thank you so much to everybody who's emailed in this week. Again, yeah. really great selection of emails. Please do keep them coming in. Um, I'm really loving the stuff you're sending in, your questions and your thoughts and ideas about stuff. It's it's making us think about different things, which is always good, isn't it, Rach? Absolutely. And uh, I just love how people listen to them and respond to previous week's questions with, with some really um, you know, insightful answers as well. That's, that's very useful. Um, yeah. Because yeah. it's one of those things that um, we none of us know everything, and there might be there might be things that you know out there which you just assume are common knowledge that like we've never heard of, and you know. So share the knowledge you've got. You never know what will be hu hugely useful to people. Uh, mm. Where can people send their emails into, Rach? Yep, sending your emails to sunny sixteen podcast at gmail dot com, and our website is sunny sixteen podcast dot com. So you can find us also on there. You certainly can. There's a contact us page there, which you can also use if sending in emails. If typing in the email address is hard. I don't know why it would be, but um, still, some people do, and that's all good. It all comes through to us. Um, that does wrap it up for this week. On the Sunny 16 podcast this week, we are very much looking forward to chatting to Dan Bassini. Um, oh, Dan, who was the runner-up in the Zine of the Year competition. He's a, a fabulous photographer um, and he shoots a kind of guerrilla fashion photography. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember what his um, zines are called and it's no... Oh man, it's going to go from my brain now. Uh, you realise if you say guerrilla fashion photography... <laughs> <laughs> did you realise that you said that? And I was just a bit worried about what Matthew's going to do with that. 
Oh, yeah, that's that's great. One one second, I'm gonna have to bring, I'm gonna have to bring up because it's uh, it's gonna drive me potty if I don't actually remember what the name of his um uh series of zines have been called. It's no um, wait for it. It's <laughs> no. Oh god, because it's all about the fact that he can't get any, he's got no pass to anything in. Um no invite. There you go. I knew it was something so he's currently working on No Invite Volume Seven. Um he's a really great photographer um working out there in LA. So really looking forward to that chat. Um so that should be great. Fantastic. Sounds yep. good. Love um stuff. and as always we want to say thank you very much to um our our lovely uh friend Duncan um who lends us his music for use on backing paper um so this is uh, playing us out schnauzer with remortgaging the nested hairs certainly is go on then rach wrap it up oh wrap it up okay i thought that was it i thought that was me done wrap it up. <laughs> um well thank you um as always for listening and we look forward to chatting with you again uh, later in the week um on the sunday 16 podcast main show uh until then have a lovely week have a lovely week <laughs>